My Beat, the exciting drama of people who walk the great white way, with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. comes a time on Broadway, a little-known time, when night takes its hour to die. When neon buzzes fitfully, dies. When the spectacular starts their final circuit. When the speakers turn a corner, go away. Lonely time and limbo when the street is layered with the imagined echoes of the screen. So walk it and feel it. The ending is something or another. And Broadway's clock spins fast. East now, walk it toward the river and its special night sound and smells and its curve of waning moon. Stop and consider this thing. All right, boys, put it down. Yeah, it looks like this girl's been in the river more than a couple of hours, Danny. Yeah. I'd say about a day. Hold that light still once in a while. It's a little damp. I'd like to figure out. It's all the light. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, back of the neck. Could have hit something out there, a log, anything. Maybe. Sure, pretty good. Real nice features. You hold that light still, just try it, Michael, then to see what kind of a reaction you get. Lila Hunter. No yeah. mistake about it. No mistake, Michael, Lila Hunter, all right. In the river? How do you figure? Hey, ask you something, Danny. The whole police force is out looking for us for suspicion of murder. She's in the river. How do you figure? That's a good question, Michael. It's got to get answered. Yeah. Hey, you want me to wait here for technical? Well, sure, I'll wait. So, river and the end of night, the swirls of mist, and on the wind, the cry deep in the steamer's throat, the muted splash of oil slick waters, the musty odors of night-ridden waterfront, and the chill gleam of dimming reflections, and dark shadows and alley shadows gathered at this moment at the edge of night, veiled in mist, summoned by the girl who has slept away a part of her dying in river depths. This is a June pastoral at the end of night. Wait with it a while. Give it into the hands of the official handlers of the dead. Leave it. And on a cot in a squadron at headquarters, sleep until daylight strikes you between the eyes. And wake with the emptiness still heavy on your back. And walk a corridor to your office. And the door that opens into another day. I kept it hot for you, Danny. No? Oh, thanks, you know. I rented the use of technician Gordon's bunk from Dana. Rented? So he charged me a bound. When I explained it to him that it was your coffee I was keeping hot, he wanted to up the heist. I sneered on him. He off closed it tightly with sneer. Did broke Gordon's back down to a dime. Here, Danny. Hot cake. Hot coffee and a buttered Zimmerman bun. Thanks, you know. Oh, uh, here. What did it do? Forget it, Danny. Forget it. Some other time you'll sell me back for some burgers as well. For free. <clears throat> we have matters of more import to discuss, Danny, than you and I. Now, what have you said? Your money is in my hands, Danny. First, I need to deceased Lila Hunter. Hmm? What about her? Your diagnosis that she had been in the river maybe a day has been confirmed by our good doctor, Sinsky. And the bruise back of her neck? In the opinion of the good doctor, could have come from a source with intent to kill by drowning. Could also have come from a hitting a piling or a piece of flotsam or a jet. Uh, uh, all right. What else? What else is meant the murder she was suspected of committing. For which all points bulletins were issued on her, from which she was a fugitive. You bring me one down on it? I found a note on my desk this morning where you left it, Danny, and I have brought you the rundown. Mm -hmm. Per your request, for it as follows. 
while a hunter wanted for the murder of Marty Scott. Marty Scott, suspected and wanted for a recent bank robbery upstate, netting 40 grand. Then found shot to death in Lila Hunter's apartment two nights ago. His bag tight, no Lila, no bank doll. You care also for a resume with a rundown from technical dining? Yeah, I care for it. <clears throat> Marty Scott murdered with Lila Hunter's gun. Gun found later the night of his killing in an alley trash can. Checked by our boys, then by ballistics. Gun was licensed to Lila Hunter. Bullet from gun killed Marty. Time established, there's 536 of that. Hey, you, you. A knocking is considered well, proper. They, uh, told me you were the one to see about Lila. Then They told me you were in charge of her death. They told me you woke her from the river. Who are you? Tommy Hamilton. Memory of a man. Memory of a poet. Rhino. Skid Row bum. Lila was nice to me once. I drank the dregs from a glass of wine. She dipped. Here. Five hundred dollars. Take it. For what? For the burying of a child that once was. For the wrapping in earth of Lila. And the stone and the blood-red rose on her grave. Lila deserves more than potter's field. I buy it for her. I'm rich and I buy nice things for the dead. Where'd you get it? Uh, a man like you, where do you get it? mine to give. Where'd you get it, Tony? I uh, left out of faith. Tommy Hamilton, also beggar. I begged, and a kindly man threw it to me. Who? Oh. Kindly man. Walked, he drove, nod, smiled, listened, threw his money in the gutter. Smiled when he scrounged for it. Very kindly. Tell me who he is. Who gave the beggar $500? Reflection of a man. Mike Ryan. Now, about Lila. I want Lila to have the nice things of death. All the little luxuries, the perfume. Another question, Tommy. How does a man like you know a woman like Lila? I told you. You didn't know her, did you? No. No, no. Then Mike Bryan sent you here with that money. Yeah, I, I run errands from sometimes. This was nice. <laughs> Hold him, Gino, until I talk with a kindly man. Danny, 
Danny, you know what I do now. I raise fears for housing projects. I know all about them. Just talk to me about Marty Scott. Uh, once, once when the police didn't like me, Marty used to run down to the corner and get me the three papers I like to read. And now no connection. None. But Danny, he robbed the bank last week. What connection? Just left your employee and struck out from stuff, right? Well, it's pleasant here. Music, dark wood furniture, drapes, Selena, quiet talk. Don't come into my place, Danny. Make suggestions to me like that. Take me down to headquarters, say whatever you like. Not here. But Danny. Huh? You were doing very well. I was going to make a suggestion. All of us here would be nicer. And Selena did. Of course. Try this way, Mike. A man came in from Skid Row. He had $500. Never mind, dear. Sorry, Danny. Go on. $500 for a funeral. You want me to deny it? Tell me about it. Before Selena, it was Lila. Uh, you're a sentimental man. That's right. I wanted to pay for Lila's funeral. I didn't want to scream about it. It appears I was in it. Before Selena, there was Lila. And for Lila, after you, there was Marty Scott. That's where it was? Yes. I told Lila Marty was nothing. She wouldn't listen. When was the last time you spoke to Lila? Recently. The night Marty was killed, come to think of it. She called me from a place in Victor's. It turned out to be a Skid Row hotel. You saw her there? No, no. She told me what it was, said she was in trouble, that she needed money, said she'd registered under the name of the, some fictitious name, uh, Molly, Molly Drew, I think. No, I didn't go to her. I'd made a prediction to her what would happen if she played with Marty. It had happened. I reminded her of it and hung up. The place was called Victor's, Danny. Perhaps you'll find out something there. Let me know. Yes, Janina. Yes, dear. Ah, this is a day that it is. A policeman looking for a girl lost in the pages of my hotel register. <laughs> How many years back do you want, mister? I have not piled in stacks in my room. And tomorrow, girls, I could write their names myself for you. So, what's the pleasure, mister? This one, Molly Drew. Oh, that one, huh? Molly. Ah, hmm? uh, you wouldn't have liked her anyway. She's a flitter. I looked in on her this morning, and she's given it away. That's how it is with you, huh, mister? You tear her name out of my book. And the others on the page? You tore them. Show me the room she had. Oh, sure. I'll show you the room where Molly Drew slept or was awake. Myself, I couldn't tell you this. Well, come on along. There's things of her still around. I ain't had time to clean it isn't mine, huh, Mister? Mister Dad, huh, Mister? Well, I'll leave you alone with it, cause I know how it is. Shock, and then silence, the mushroom and the pain. 
the hand moisture pushing it back. Nothing, man. Nothing at all. What can you do with six cents? Not much? Don't you believe it. Because for six cents a year, you, as an American taxpayer, are helping to provide medical care and nutrition to the underprivileged children of the world. You are doing this through UNICEF, the United Nations Children's Fund. Created by the General Assembly of the United Nations in 1946, it did such fine work in helping the children in war-devastated countries that in 1950, it was decided to shift the emphasis from emergency relief to continuing aid for the world's children, particularly in underdeveloped countries. Through its maternal and child welfare services, its mass health programs, and its child nutrition programs, it is making this world a better place to live in for millions of children. You are a part of the great work being done by this special body of the United Nations, and it costs you only six cents a year. music of June cascades out of loudspeakers, flows gently down Broadway. And the languorous early summer of cadence to the rhythm of blues, and the crazy songs and the torch songs that were already dim in the twenties. The ladies of the spectacular sway gracefully on the Mazda beaches. The time is flashed at electronic intervals, and the hawkers and the gimmick boys drone their wares. June on Broadway, peanuts, popcorn, and mannequins dressed as brides. And the room where I was, the hospital room, the quiet voice was muted to the drifting night. Don't look so deep. Muted to pain. Danny would be all right if give you my word on it. Easy for you to say. You're a doctor. You don't teach such things to say in school. It's a whole study what you should say to the friends that friends with bullet holes. Let it be plainly understood between us, Dr. Sinsky, that with me you don't have to schmooze. Mm-hmm. With me you can come right out and... You know, uh, the doctor's telling me the truth. I'll be all right. Uh, I'll go call Mrs. Tartaglia. She's waiting. Hold her, just... Bring that up, you know. Danny, I'm the doctor, huh? That's right. In this room, this is my province in here. I give the orders, huh? So lie back and waste no strength, huh? You need to build and what was left for you. That's bad, I don't think. Fractured shoulder, torn. And I speak nothing of shock. This is my province, where there is pain and shock. You wish something of me, Danny? A drink of water? I should read to you, maybe? Maybe. That page I tore out of the hotel register. Handwriting experts have gone over it, Danny. The name Molly Drew was written by the hand of the deceased Lala. The, the bag I found in the room. At your disposal in technical, Danny. No money in it. No money from the bank lobby performed by Marty Scott, also deceased by the hand of Lala. That the woman, the hotel manager, Mrs. Victor, I question her. I want to know what... It'll keep them. I promise you, it'll keep All right, I brought you something. A needle. Yeah. Guaranteed to bring sleep to the restless. It'll sting a little down. Jim Rummy with Nurse Toklas and chocolate-covered cherries in the follows in homicide. 
complete with a note from Officer Robert Francis's Bob Hayward, the fun-loving sleuth. And visits from Sergeant and Mrs. Tartaglia, and beaches in brown paper bags. Also reporters who brought nothing but eight chocolate-covered cherries and peaches. Examinations and bandage changes, solitaire and boredom, and most hopeless who somehow always had two when I knocked with one. Four days in a hospital. And then the fifth morning, get up, get out of there. Back to work, check in, phone calls, have mother and bring in Mrs. Victor, proprietor of Victor's on Skid Row. Talk to her. I don't know what you want to talk to me about. What the police have been talking to you about for four days, Mrs. Victor. Mm, shoulder hurt, Nick? Let's see, come along, Tom. I got a bum shoulder myself. Don't hurt much when it rains. Hold it when the sun is enlightened. Watch out. Climb under the bed and watch out. <laughs> got a cigarette? Uh, here. Have one of mine, Mrs. Victor. Uh, you want a light? I ain't going to chew on it. Sure, I'm on a light. Yeah. Who shot me, Mrs. Victor? You've been in the hospital. You don't know what I've been telling them cops, do you? No, I don't. Boy, I was as surprised as you was when you got shot. The lady up in 212 screamed down the hall. Her fuse was blown. So I was on the second floor with Jesus when I heard black, 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 three shots. Who was the lady? I checked out, Danny. Transfer with no baggage, according to her, uh, Mrs. Victor. Sure, according to me. If you can't believe me, who are you going to believe in this world? Well, let's talk about Lila Hunter. Who? Huh? Lila Hunter, you know who he means. The girl who registered as Molly Drew. Oh, Flitter. I could tell. I size people. Do you understand something, Mrs. Victor? Do you understand we're trying to solve a double murder and you're right in the middle of it? That Lila. That Molly, whoever she was, a Flitter. That's true, because she was found dead. She'd been dead for a day when she was found. Now, think about it. Did she have any visitors last Monday? I couldn't say. But you must have read in the papers that she was wanted for murder, didn't you? Tricky, ain't you? No paper said no Molly Drew was wanted for nothing. Now, let me tell you one thing right now. What do you want, Tina? That robbery Marty Scott was mixed up in, some of the dough turned up, holding a guy in the Harlem precinct. He tried to make a deposit at the Ruxton National Bank on 116th Street. Cash, you caught it, called us. Keep talking to Mrs. Victor, Marty. Yeah. Tina, squad cars waiting, Donnie. Then you can go. 
kit and hip bag. Uh, hello, Mrs. Victor. What do you want? The man down in the interrogation room will want you to talk. What man? Oh, come on, Mrs. Victor. I want you to talk to somebody. I asked you what somebody. A man named Mike Bryan. I ain't leaving here. Supper's here in ten minutes. I'm not going to miss any supper to meet no man. I ain't getting out of here. I'd get a matron to bring Mrs. Victor to the interrogation room. What do you think, Madeline? Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. It'll work, makes sense. Come on, let's talk to Mike Bryan. It's not very pleasant here, Danny. You know my taste. Why do you bring me to a place like this? It's the best we've got, Mike. And once we had a pillow in here, Mike, a man with taste like yours took it home. That was six years ago. Isn't the paper? All right. And here, do your little act. Selena's waiting for me. Tell us again about Lila. She was before Selena. She was. Yeah? Matron out here with Mrs. Victor, Danny. Bring her in. Got another lady for you, Mike. Named Mrs. Victor. Has a hotel. Oh, come on in, Mrs. Victor. Sit down. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Mrs. Victor. You'll have supper later. Cold supper. That's what I'll have. What about it, Mike? Did you see this lady before? They come like that. Hmm? Where do you get them? I told you where. I had a whole thousand skid rolls. I want to go back to my city. A little later. Now. Now I want to go back. What's the matter? Don't you like Mike? I'm not going to stay here. Not with him. Not with him. Don't let him touch me. Get him away from me. Dear lady, I just want to assure you that I... Get have him to... away from me. Right, back up, Mike. Sit down. You too, Mrs. Victor. Why are you afraid of him, Mrs. Victor? Uh, he scared me once. I never got over it. Him with that gun. They go crazy fast in your jail. Don't they be scary, Mrs. Victor? I want to help you. Then he brought Lila Hunter into your hotel. Listen, you, Mike Bryan, or whatever you call yourself, gangster. What's the idea of coming into my place with a gun? What's the idea of making that poor girl sign that register? What's the matter with you, anyhow? You think I'm crazy? You ought to look in the mirror. That's what you ought to do. I told you, Mrs. Victor. He, he's going to hit me. He's going to kill me. Just the way he said he would. You boys haven't been here. That does it, doesn't it, Mike? <laughs> does what? Well, you simple, Mike. You know what it does. Marty Scott took your woman, the one before Selena, Lila Hunter. You killed Marty. I did what? Killed Marty. The Lila's gun. Then you killed Lila. Dumped her in the river. That's interesting. How do you figure all that? Like this. Marty pulled a bank job. He and Lila were taking off to Mexico. She bought tickets for both of them for the bank money. Figure it this way, Danny. What you said, the first. Lila killed Marty. Took the money. Double cross. Funny, we think you got the rest of that money, Mike. Me? How? Marty didn't have it. Lila didn't have. Somebody has to have it. The killer. Oh, how do you like that? How do you like that? Big killer, Mike. Clever. Kill a girl, pay for a funeral just to make a strike back on her. To come to you so you could tell us where she was. In a flea bag under an assumed name like a fugitive. Like a girl who's just killed Marty Scott. And held a gun on Mrs. Victor. Terrified her. Oh, I wasn't scared. I was just acting. Terrified her. Told her you'd kill her unless Mrs. Victor told the story she did. Registered Lila in Skid Row, then slugged her and killed her. And what kind of a story was that about Lila phoning you for help, for money? She had money, bank loot, Marty. What about it, Mike? Nobody takes anything away from me. Marty tried it with Lila. Look what happened to both of them. Just do me a favor, Danny. Call Selena. Tell her not to wait.
of yearning and dancing. So reach out and grab a dream. Close your eyes and pretend you're holding something special. Keep them close. Dreams last longer. Broadway, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway, my beat.